This is Original Six. There's a new answer to the question, who do you want the Maple Leafs to play in the first round of the playoffs? And the answer is not the Buffalo Sabres. Ryan Sabine with Paul Ananitis and Zach Mullen. It's the original six podcast. As always, boys, what is going on? Fired up as usual. Pretty good. Same stuff. Pretty good. Can't, I mean, can't complain. If you look at it the last couple of weeks, can't complain. I, I, I'm, I'm going to complain. You're going to complain? Okay. Yes. I have, I have seen the Maple Leafs lose to the Buffalo Sabres twice this season. In person. In person, yes. Bad enough if I watch again. I went to, I've been to four Maple Leafs games this year, two of them in which were against the Buffalo Sabres, and both of those the Maple Leafs lost. One was the outdoor game, the Heritage Classic, and the other was last night's absolute atrocity. I've been to two Leaf games this year and they won both. Must be nice, Paul. Yeah, home opener against Montreal. (laughs) And then. I think the most recent game against Boston at home when Matthew scored two goals when we beat them 6-3. I was just thinking, like, you know that meme that's like, you guys are getting paid? For me, that's like, you guys are going to Leaf games. <laughs> I was going to say, Zach, you haven't been to one, have you? I have not been to a Leaf game uh, since Austin Matthews broke the, uh, what was it, the rookie scoring record? Rookie scoring record against Florida. Yeah. And I that remember long, that game. In 2016, you haven't been to a Leaf game? Yeah. It's been a long time. Oh, my. We got, and we got those tickets, tickets for free. Yep. Through uh, the Ford Fanatic. Through, through uh, what was it, a university class, I think? Yeah, it was one of our classes. Yeah, Monica Platek, social media class. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was, the, that was the last time. And I'll never forget, that was the start of the Wizard predictions. Because I predicted Zach, Zach Hyman would score a shorthanded goal in that game. And when he did, Paul freaked out. I did. Paul was freaking out because I got it right. And he was like, oh, my, what? It was so funny. I think I jumped on Zach's back. Yeah, you jumped on my back, which terrified me because we're so high up in this stadium. We we went on a penalty kill. And then Zach's like, Paul, watch. Hyman shorty. And Hyman goes on a breakaway. And I just go, no way. No way. And he scored. And I just freaked out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. I did that with the Blue Jays game the other day. I was watching the home open with my dad. I'm like, Danny Jansen bomb third, like not even like four seconds later, first pitch of that bat. He goes deep. Um, I was at the I was at the Jays game when they let in eleven when they let eleven unanswered runs against Texas when we were up six one. Buddy, I've seen a Red Sox game where they beat the Jays thirteen nothing. Oh, that hurts my. Ryan, I was should, at. Ryan. I was at. Hold on. Never go to this. a Toronto I, sporting event again. Never. I was at the nine <laughs> two Nashville game against the Leafs. Oh my god. No. That should have told you to stop going to Toronto sports that, Ryan, games, man. Ryan, you are not allowed. <laughs> you should be banned by the city of Toronto to ever go to a like a Toronto sporting event. I don't care if it's the Toronto Rock or like the rugby team. You should not be allowed. If, if we, we have get a rugby playoff team? tickets, if we get playoff tickets, you're not coming. I'm not okay. going. <laughs> no. You know what's funny? Uh, a friend of mine who is not a, a Leaf fan at all said to me, because I, I like I was talking to him last night after the game, and he was like, would you rather never see a Leaf game again in person and then win the Stanley Cup? I'm like, yes, I'll take that. Yes, I'll take that. Right, that's exactly what I said. And then the rest of it was like, or you could go to every game, but they would lose every game. I'm like, why would I want that? Why option? would you do that? That's just torture. I don't know. Point. It's terrible. That's legit I'm like, torture. They could on paper have the best team in the world, and they'd still lose because I'm there. Literally. I'd rather just they moved, not they moved to Arizona. I'd rather not pay the money, sit on my couch and watch them win. Yeah, 100 percent 100 percent Uh what's the date today? It's April 13th. 53% charged, apparently, as my phone says. Uh April 13th. Wow, April 13th. Uh, thank you everyone for joining us as always. Uh, we are recording this on Wednesday evening. Uh, so last night was the amazing Sabres game, which we'll get in, into. And uh, tomorrow is the game against the Washington Capitals as of the time of this recording. Uh, Make sure to follow, subscribe, tell your friends to listen to this. Tell your grandmother, tell your dog, tell your cat, tell anyone with ears. Tell the corn, because corn have ears also. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry, was that a little too corny? Oh, love it. Look at that. Two in a row. Thank you. Paul's just shaking his head in disapproval. Uh, let's jump into it. Uh, Paul, why don't you take away with our only uh, correct prediction for this past week? Yeah. So uh, Stephen Gamis got a correct record prediction of 2 1 0. So uh, good for you. And uh, for all those who didn't, just keep commenting. Eventually you'll get one. You'll get a shout out on the party. Be better. Be better. Just be better. Is that what you're waiting for, Zach? Be better. <laughs> I was laughing because Paul was like, good for you. <laughs> good good on for you. you yes. What am I going to say? Steven. Good for you. I, I don't know. It's just the it's just the way you said it. You didn't mean it that way, but I thought it was funny. Good for you. This is what good for, You know what, late. Steven? I laugh at everything. Good for you. I am so proud that you got 2-1-0. Good for you. And you're for looking... everybody else, be better. Good for you. You are not only looking happy, but healthy. Healthy. Well. Yes, if you ever you, care Zach. to ask, yes. Yes. Uh, main, ep- main, main episodes, yes. Main talking points for this episode on tap. Week in review. Uh, with some thoughts, standing updates. Um, is Austin Matthews the gloat? That's yes. the greatest Leaf of all time. Uh, what should the Leafs do the rest of the season in terms of what they should be aiming for? Is this Leaf team better than last year's in terms of being better suited for the playoffs? We have a two truths and a lie, gentlemen. It's coming back Hallelujah. for Woo-hoo! the first time in a while, and then we will take a look at the week ahead. Uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, Let's break down the games that happened, uh, starting with the 4-3 overtime win against the Dallas Stars. Yes, it was great. Uh, I closed my tab that had all the stats on it. But the Leafs beat Dallas in overtime 4-3, to and this was a very special game because Austin Matthews broke Rick Vives' scoring record of 54 goals in a season for the franchise. So he scored his 55th goal, uh, I believe it was on the power play. Um, wonderful, wonderful goal. You could see them setting him up until before that. Like they yeah. were just trying to feed Matthews for the goal. And he got it. He also got a second one in overtime, his 56th of the year. That goal was um, disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely I was, disgusting. I was amazed at this goal because Matthews just took the puck and went all the way with it. And this game was okay. I felt like they, it was a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, I didn't like the penalty trouble that happened. I didn't like a few things in this game, but you know, I'll take the positives out of it. I'll take, you know, Nylander scored again. Uh, he had two points in this game with a goal and assist. Morgan O'Reilly had a really nice one-timer from Marner mm-hmm. where it was yep. like, he got everything on that one-timer. Uh, that was nice. So yeah, Matthews finished the game with two goals, 12 shots on goal. Crazy. 12 he Austin Matthews single-handedly knocked my fantasy team out of the playoffs. That's the only player I'm acceptable with. Yes, that's exactly what I said too. Um, Nick Kiprios said it best that uh, overtime winner, very Connor McDavid like. Yeah, yes. he just went, he just took the puck, uh, got the pass in the middle, didn't like what he saw. Nylander went to the bench, so he spun back and then just picked up speed like right in the middle of the neutral zone and just Flew by Sagan, flew by the stars, tucked it in past, oh gosh, who was in that? It was uh, Wedgwood, right? Yeah. Wedgwood. Past Wedgwood. Gorgeous. And Very the celebration. Mm. Oh, yes. I know Paul has that as his wallpaper uh, on his computer. Just yes, like I do. He's added it to, to the, the shrine. crowd. Look to up. The shri- Are you not entertained? That's what it is. It's yes. fantastic. Literally. He, Are you he, is, he is undoubtedly, in my mind, the best player in the world right now. Hundo, yeah, uh, you know what? I like, I don't, I don't right think now. you could argue that. I mean, I, I would be the first one to say McDavid is a better player. I still think McDavid is a better player, but mm-hmm. right now, you cannot argue that Austin Matthews is not the best player in the world right now. Well, yeah. actually, you could argue, but then you just look like a goof. Yeah, you'd be wrong because if you if you go on Twitter and like see all like the salty like some salty Habs fans, all the salty Edmonton fans, because Connor McDavid's not getting the spotlight. They Just some of the things they say is just absolutely ridiculous and so funny to read. It's like mind-blowing how their mind thinks. Yeah. Speaking of that, so with, with Matthews's two goals against Dallas, he became the first player since Mario Lemieux did it in 1996 to score 50 goals. He got 51, but to score 50 goals 
in a 50 game span. And ridiculous to what you were saying, Paul, there were people out there discrediting what he was doing because they were saying it wasn't at the beginning of a season. It doesn't matter. It's still a 50 goal span. Right. The, the, the yeah. stat was not that he scored 50 goals in his first 50 games of the season. It was that he scored 50 goals in a 50 game span, but there are so many people out there that just, and I, I get why you would hate Toronto. Everybody like, does. I, I get it, but it's a, it's a fact. He scored 51 goals in 50 consecutive games. It's not an opinion. It's not up for debate. It's fact. Yep. He's just like, that's dominance. And I remember we recorded podcasts at the beginning of the season being like, Oh, when is Matthews going to score? Like he hasn't scored yet. Like he had wrist surgery. We didn't know like if he was going to be back at form. So the fact that he's at <laughs> 58 right now in the amount of games that he's played and the fact that we have 10 more nine or 10 more games to go is ridiculous. Yeah. Me. You want to hear that's something, ridiculous. you want to hear something mind blowing when I was doing my research for two truths and a lie. I'll one of the things I was looking at, but not using how many points do you think Austin Matthews had in the month of October? I'll say three. He had two points in October. Wow. And yeah. those you guys old. guessed the same number and were close is, is wild, but two points in the month of October. He played six games. Good work, Zach. Wow. Ridiculous. Great. And then he is just full steam ahead from there. Uh, Paul, why don't you take away, uh, take it away with the next game? Yep. So after Matthews' incredible showing against Dallas, beating the record, he comes back at home versus Montreal and does Austin Matthew things. He scored the first goal of the game, and then that wasn't enough. He said 20 seconds later, he's like, I'm going to score another one. So he scored two goals in a row, 20 seconds apart, and just absolutely fantastic start. Then Joel Edmondson scored a nice goal, nice pass from Suzuki. Uh, Tavares getting on the score sheet about five minutes later. No, not even three minutes later. And then Cole Caulfield scoring uh, to make it 3-2, but it wasn't enough as we took a a 3-2 victory. And I think the Leafs could have definitely won this game by a larger margin because we outshot them 40-26. to And at one point, the score was 1-1 and we were out shooting them like 21-8. to So it's just we we weren't burying our chances. But I think overall, we played a good game. Uh, We could have definitely won like 5-6-2. But we got the dub. Matthew's got two goals. That's all that matters. Yeah, kind of like like you said, they could have won by more. But what impressed me about this one is that they didn't allow the full-blown comeback, which is something we've seen them do this season. And, you know, much like against a team like Buffalo, they've struggled against Montreal this year too. 100%. I think we're 2-2-0 and against them. Which is not good enough, in my opinion. No, we should be 4-0 against them. They stink. Yeah. By the way, to our uh, a preview of uh, is Austin Matthews the gloat, the greatest leaf of all time, we did post it on Survey Sunday asking that question. Uh, 68% of people said 100% with like seven zeros or more, so more than 100%. Nobody said no, and 32% of people said not yet. So Understandable. Just, just a preview of what is to come. Any other thoughts about the the Montreal game? Mm, nope. I don't know. Yeah, should have been should have been eight nothing game. <laughs> yep. At least we didn't lose four two and out shoot them like fifty to twelve. Oh gosh, like because we've seen that story them? before. Yeah. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. that was a disappointment. Thank goodness it wasn't that though. Yes. On the topic of disappointments. I had the absolute pleasure of attending the Buffalo Sabres game last night. And when I tell you, I, I think the best part of the game for me was the hot dog I ate before I went into the building. Wouldn't doubt it. Like, and that maybe, game I don't know, was someone so won, boring. Somebody won a free pair of tires during an intermission. Like, good for you. Yes. They won they tires. They can drive away. They won tires. <laughs> they can drive away. <laughs> they won tires, and I was tired of what was going on. Um, nice. I'm not going to break down each goal. Frankly, I don't care. Um, that game was awful. We couldn't we, string a pass together. No, I was going to say it. It seemed like laziness by the Leafs, very good active sticks by the Sabers, and just just clogging up every. Mm-hmm. 
lane, whether it was a shooting lane or a passing lane. Just 100%. there was no room for the Leafs. And the fact that the Leafs weren't really like, I, I won't even say weren't on their A game. They weren't on their C game because it was awful. It all turned into wandering Willie. <laughs> I mean, like uh, Matt, I think Matthews was minus two last night, but uh, he had a decent, like he looked decent. Like at least, you know, he was trying. And I, I the, the, the sad thing for me is I went into this game. Like if, if Matthews scores two goals, I will get to see his 60th goal of the season in person. Literally, I was hoping that would happen. Instead, you saw Timothy Lilligren's fourth goal of the year. Great. Which was <laughs> off a bounce. Which was which was cool. I did get to see Owen Powers NHL debut, but I don't know if it, if it looked like that on the broadcast, but he was invisible. The I only was... the only good thing I saw was when he broke up that two on one against uh with Giordano and Matthews. Yeah. Because yeah, Giordano literally passed it to his stick. The broadcast was saying that it was good that he was invisible though, because he's a defenseman and like yeah, we've talked about that too with Giordano, right? If you're invisible, I mean, you might not be standing out offensively, but you're not a liability either. Mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, So yeah, so that that was my experience last night. It was also my dad's first Leaf game since 2019. So sorry. Since 2019, I guess later than Zach. So Zach needs one more than my dad does, but first Leaf game since 2019, and he's like, well at least we went and then i said well at least we didn't pay for tickets literally i would have asked for my money back priorities you know like which is like a very real like a a reality of going to a game now is like not only are you asking fans to put out money to see the game but you're literally asking them to put themselves at risk of contracting covid it's like if i get covid if i don't feel well tomorrow and it's because i watched the leafs lose to the sabers for the second time this season, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> if you got like, COVID, you know, if I get COVID, like... <laughs> if I get COVID and Matthew scored his 60th, like worth it. Okay, or like, literally sucks, but you know what? Like sick. If I get COVID because the idiot next to me was like, "Go Sabers," I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> that that's valid. That's very valid. You if you got COVID, if you got COVID and Matthew scored his 60th goal, you could just sit there for five days thinking how you saw his 60th goal in person. Yeah. yeah, like I, I will forever be envious of people who, because it will happen this year, whoever mm-hmm. sees his 60th goal live, it could be tomorrow night. Mm. That's uh, right. It, they're playing a good team, so chances are he'll be on. So will the team. Uh, you know, we spoke about Matthews. Uh, what do we think of Timothy Lilligren? Lilligren. As, uh, Lilligren? I can't remember what the, the broad, not the broadcast, the, the in-house announcer said yesterday. Something weird like Lil Jagren or something. No. Uh, thoughts on his play over the last few games? I think he's been good. I've I've really liked Lilligan. He scored a, co- a few times. I really like the pair of, of him with Giordano. I think they just complement each other really well. And like that pair flows together. I don't know why you would ever break that up. Cough, Didn't they break it up last game? Well, Every, so he, so, so Lilligan did not play against Dallas. Yeah. And reason. last night he was with Morgan Riley. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, uh, Muzzin was hurt last game, like te- was not available, and Sandine is still out. So you're gonna have whatever pairings with Hall in the lineup, but why Lilligren can't just be with Giordano still kind of baffles me. Yeah, he's just he's he's been good. Like I I don't understand Sheldon Keith's love of Justin Hall. Oh my lord! I literally I wrote it down on our rundown because I literally I don't. When I saw Lilligren was sitting after he had like he looked so good the last I few freaked games. out. And I was just like, what? What is going on? Why? I don't know. These are the questions that matter. I I I, I Paul <laughs> open mouth just shaking his Paul head. Paul is just dumbfounded. Dumbfounded at the fact that Justin Hall is in the lineup. Well just... well if if Muzzin is out and Sandina, it makes sense. But beyond oh, yeah, that yeah. Yeah, Buffalo. I understood the Buffalo game. I got it was it was the I think the Dallas game was the biggest baffle for me. Yes, when you have yeah, a healthy Lilligren not play. I literally sent it in the group chat, and I was like, "Why is this even a thing?" In more harsh language, yeah. but we can't say that right Paul, now. Paul, specifically for you, mm-hmm. Justin Hall will make an appearance in Two Truths and a Lie. Lovely. If it's something wrong, he's gonna choose that as a truth. If it's something good, he's gonna choose it as a lie. <laughs> Probably. Maybe I'll do the opposite just because I think that Ryan's gonna just like think I would 
think I would pick the the bad thing of Justin Hall to be the truth. Yeah, maybe know. he's gonna think that you're gonna think that, and then he would do the opposite of what it's you reverse, think. reverse, 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 reverse psychology. Hmm. We call it R to the twelve psychology. R to the twelve. <laughs> yes. Justin Hall should R to the twelve out of the Leafs lineup. <laughs> What does that even mean? Gunner, baby. Uh, 2-1-0 this past You should week. reverse out. Yes, he should. 2-1-0 uh, with a record of 47-20-6. Still second in the Atlantic. And as I pull up the standings, uh, bear with us, folks. Slow Wi-Fi. Uh, we have 100 points. Uh, four points up on the third place Tampa Bay Lightning. Who then, are one point up of the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I'm just going to say that. Luckily for us, they both both of those teams lost yesterday, yeah. which is amazing because be. Boston had like a two nothing lead over St. Louis and they lost. They came four two, which was mm-hmm. nice. Yes, Tory Krug back from injury didn't have time to put him on my bench to take him off my IR, and he and scored. He had two points and then a power play point, but it doesn't <laughs> matter because I was eliminated thanks to Austin, 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 Austin Matthews and Jonathan Hubert. That was awesome. Uh, speaking of Austin Matthews. Is he the gloat? Greatest, greatest leaf of all time. So I want to hear what both of you have to say. And Paul, I will employ you to keep your bias and love for this human out of your response. <laughs> uh, but I will throw it to you first. Is Austin Matthews the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time? Not yet. However, in recent memory or since I've been watching like continuously, he is by far the greatest Leaf I have ever watched. Nobody has done what Austin Matthews has done in the last 10 years. James Ryan. Not even close. Frederick Gauthier. Shut up. (laughs) Don't even put Frederick Gauthier in this conversation because you're just, you're just like making me sad. Don't disrespect Austin Matthews like that. I could never. It's out of love. But yes, not yet. But if he continues to play the way he is, and if we actually get some playoff success and even more than playoff success, like some rings, he will be the greatest thief of all time. And even so if he doesn't... Is he getting married? You like it, not that ring. Stanley Cup on. ring. Okay. Zach, what do you think? Yes? No? Not yet? Um, yeah, same page as Paul. Not yet. Um, I'm trying to load HockeyDB, but it is not working. Uh, yeah, Hockey, not... don't bother. Oh, he's the most entertaining leaf of all time. That's for sure. From what we've seen, I don't know. Taidomi was pretty entertaining. Taidomi stinks. Taidomi fought someone in, in the, the penalty stand. box. In the in the crowd. Which is... Okay, he was entertaining in a different way then. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I don't think. I I don't think you can say that Austin Matthews is even among the greatest leafs of all time until his career is over. Or like on the tail end. He's the greatest because, league scorer of all time. Because if this is where he well, peaks and then like he gets injured, he could get like, okay. God stop forbid. talking. Don't just don't finish the sentence. Okay. I'm not going to finish the sentence, but like things could happen in the future that would change our opinion of this. The, right? that I heard him so, when you said that. If he, if he, like this guy is after this season, two years left on his contract. Mm. If, if, if he leaves the Leafs without, don't even say that. I'm going to cry. Bill playoff success. Like, I don't think he will be viewed higher than Sundin, who, might I add, is widely regarded as the greatest Leaf of all time and very little playoff success. Yeah, I think if he has playoff success, if they if they go to the conference finals or toward the cup final, then I think you then I think you can have a serious conversation about it. If they get bounced in the first round again this year and like Matthews doesn't show up. Like, what happened last year? Him and Mitch got shut down by Carey Price and Montreal literally doing whatever they could to stop. Keith didn't break up the lines. They got shut down, and it turned out, like, Kerfoot and Nylander were our best players in the playoffs this year. That can't happen this year. And can't. No, can't. That cannot happen this year. It needs to be Matthews, and it needs to be. It has to be, yeah. Like, those two I agree, guys 100%. have had one and two. 100%. Yeah. Um, my answer to the question, he's not the greatest Leaf of all time yet but he's the most talented player to ever wear a Maple Leafs uniform without question. Agreed. Yeah. Nobody, I don't think, I mean, in terms of skill, like 
you could honestly put Marner in that conversation, just skill, but overall, and the goal scoring weighs heavily, the most talented player to ever play for the Maple Leafs. And obviously, look, we didn't watch the Maple Leafs, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Um, Imagine Matthews actually played 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, it's the age-old argument. But, like, even someone like my dad, who who will fully admit, you know, like, my dad is someone who's like, Jordan is better than MJ. Uh, same person. Jordan is better than LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all the like old-timers. That, right? But he will admit Matthews is most talented, most skilled, best pure goal scorer to ever wear a Maple Leaf. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if he's, like, the the best. Like, for me, you're, like, top three. Sundin, Gilmore, Sittler. Those three are, like three of the best no clerk he's up there but i don't think he's in that top three for me like, and it's hard to put it, then you also have to think about goalies right like the least have a lot have had a lot of good goalies over the years yeah my problem is like all of the leafs like real tangible success has come more than 50 years ago so i don't i don't know how you quantify that based on a league that was entirely different half a century ago mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's it's a different kind of game it's like I think the players now are more are faster and more skilled, but I think but the players back then are tougher and yeah, like ready. Yeah, it, they it, didn't wear helmets, so if you can not wear helmet and and not die on the ice, you're doing something right. That's accurate. Yeah, uh, let's stick on Matthews for a bit before we move on. Fifty-eight goals in sixty-eight games this season, so that's a zero point eight five goals per game. Uh, nine games left on the year. If you take his goals per game, which is 0.85, multiply that by nine, you get eight goals remaining. So that would put him on pace for 66 goals on the season. However, we know that he has scored 51 goals in his last 51 games. So that could give him on that pace, nine more goals on the season. So depending on which pace you want to look at it, we're going to go to the over-under. Will Austin Matthews score over or under 69.5 goals this season? Nice. Zach, I'll start with you. Uh, it's going to be under for me. Uh, my prediction, I made a prediction before the Buffalo game that he's going to score 64 by the end of this year, which is not a lot compared to his pace, but I think he's like, that's just only two off his, his pace for the season at least. Yeah, which is to some fans is like crazy. But yeah, I think he, he's going to finish the season with 64. So I'm going to take the under. Would I love him to hit 70 goals? Uh, oh yeah. My goodness. I would love him to beat uh, what's Ovechkin's 2004? 60, some high 65? 60s or something. High 60s, 60 something. Yeah, I would love for him to crush that. That would be amazing. I don't think he's going to, though. I think 64 is where it's at. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to take the under as well. I think he will hit 66 goals, but he won't get to 70. All right. I'm going to take the over. Why not? Mine as well. But, right. I mean, I'm like, if anyone was going to score, what, what did I say? 10, 10, 12 goals in nine games? What was it? Nine goals in nine games? Well, he has 58. So he needs 12 goals in nine games to hit 70. Why not? If anyone was going to do it, it would be him. No. And, and the crazy part is he's only played 68 games. So in nine games, like if he plays the rest of the games this season, he'll have played 77 games on the year. So it still leaves, technically speaking, five games. Crazy. So it, it's, it's also like I, I think the most mind-blowing part of it to me is that I genuinely will be disappointed if he doesn't hit 70. Like that's how high the expectations are for him. I don't know if that's expectation, but at least uh, like it wouldn't surprise me if he hit 70. And that to me is surprising. I would be really upset if he didn't hit 60 because he's so close. And there's he will. So that's, it's like not even worth I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if he doesn't hit 70, it's fine. Yeah. I think, I think in, in the sense of you want him to be competitive the rest of the year, I think mm-hmm. his, his benchmark for, for finishing this season should be 65. Seven yeah. goals in, in nine games. That's still a lot for, for an average player and even for his goals per game on the season. But Average player? Well, seven goals in nine games for anyone is still oh. a lot. Average. Obviously, 65 goals in a season is spectacular. Um, you know, as we look down the stretch, not only Matthews, but the rest of the, the team, 
you know, there's there's three to me there's three different ways that Keefe and and the team can go through the rest of the season. So I'm curious to get each of your opinions. Hmm. So we just clinched a playoff spot. The question is, what do you do now? So do you focus on winning and getting as many points as you can to either try to catch the Panthers? I doubt that's possible at this point, but do you try or to at least secure second place and home ice advantage in the first round? Do you, you know, much like they've done with the defensive pairings, continue to put any and all lines in the blender, try different combinations throughout the lineup to really know what you have going into the playoffs? Right. Keep in mind, William Nylander still playing on the third line. Uh, we also have the fourth line. That's a, you know, a rotating door of Spezza, Simmons and mystery boxes like Abruzzese, Colin Blackwell. A lot of speculation if Matthew Nyes could make an NHL appearance this Clifford. season. Clifford. Yeah. Um, and then the third option, which doesn't really take away from the first two, but could kind of be implemented into either. Do you rest guys? So down the stretch does do Matthews Marner, Tavares, Nylander, or Riley or anyone else for that matter, do they sit a game or two as a healthy scratch? So general thoughts, if you are Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe right now, what's your, what's, what, what's your goal for the end of the season with nine games left? I'll go with you, Paul. It's tough because like you want to rest your good guys going into the playoffs to make sure they're healthy, but you also are not, far enough in the standings to have that spot secured for home ice advantage. So if it was me, we have nine games left. Uh, Let's see how we do in five games. Let's say we win all five and we're pretty secure with our spot. Uh, Start resting Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, and Riley. Not all at once, but like split it up a bit. And, and, you know, the thing with Matthews is if he's continuing to score and he can beat records, I'd leave him. I agree. You can't, you can't rest them. You can't, you can't rest Matthews if he's scoring a goal a game in the next you just, five. You just games. don't want like, to throw off his can't. pace. Going exactly. Into the playoffs. And with the defenseman, I think we should, I think Keith should be like these next nine games, the defensive pairings I'm going to use are going to be what's going to be used in the playoffs. Cause I want these defensemen to get a stronger partnership and stronger chemistry going leading into the playoffs. So you think for defense, Keith should say, these are the pairings I want in the playoffs. Let's do them now to get these guys as much reps in with each other as possible. Yes. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So no more blender in the back end. No. Okay. Uh, Zach, curious to, to uh, hear what you have to say. Uh, uh, similar to Paul, I think the only thing for me is there's one game left uh, in the schedule that I pencil in is probably the most important game that we have left, which is the the season ending game against Boston. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah. Last I don't know. Season. Yeah, I don't know what the standings are going to look like. Also, I'll add, I don't know if you're going to mention this, Tampa and Florida both also play that night. Not each other, but they both play that evening. Okay. I was not going to add that, but that's a good note. Um, I don't think we're catching Florida as much as I would like to think we could. They're on like uh, a 10-game win streak. Yeah, they're playing hot too. If they were crappy right now, then I'd be like, cool, let's go for it. I uh, definitely think the priority should be securing home ice advantage at least mm-hmm. for the first round. So gunning for that second spot. Second spot, yeah. I Yeah, uh, rest guys when you can. I would give Morgan Riley for sure a, a yep. night or two. A night That's or what two I would say off. too. Um, and the game against Boston can be could be a couple different ways. Because if you look at it, if the Leafs say the Leafs in Boston keep winning, Tampa keeps losing, they figure out, oh, they're going to play each other in the first round. And then you've got a game against each other at the end of the regular season. I sit the big guys because I'm like, I'm not risking Boston, who is a typically dirty team, going in and touching my star players before we play them in a seven game yeah. series. You know what? I you know where I thought that. you were going with that? Where? I thought you were going like, if at that point the Leafs have secured second place, but Boston is like one point behind Tampa. Do you lose that game to allow Boston to leapfrog Tampa to play them in the first round? Oh, that's where that's... I thought you were going. But to me, the answer is no. You can't play like that. Yeah, I don't know if I... Yeah, no. Uh, it's a good thought, though. They're, they're uh, like, thought. It, it is funny, but like, I don't know if like you, know, you can make arguments either way of which team you'd rather play less, Boston or Tampa. 
Mm-hmm. I think they're both difficult teams. I think for different yeah. reasons. I think Tampa is like objectively the harder team to play in the first round just because of their success, back-to-back cup champions. Uh, even though their lineup has changed a little bit, like they still, they know how to win in the playoffs. That's a dangerous team to play. And then Boston just because of our own past demons. And it's, there you go. It yeah. would, I'd be terrified playing Boston in the first round again. I'd be, I'd be terrified whoever we play because it's Boston or Tampa. It's the team that knocks us out or the two-time defending champs. There's yeah. no easy route. There's no bad teams. Which is kind of good because you know what? I feel like if whatever team we take on is going to like, if we beat that team, like the weight's going to be off. The confidence gonna, level is going to be insane. Sky's and we've the limit. taken out a really tough team. I feel like it doesn't matter who they play next. Like yeah, they, they just have to, the they way. just have to surpass the threshold of the first round and, and the weight monkey off the back, you know, weight off the shoulders. Yeah. Um, down the stretch, I agree with you both. I think second second spot in the Atlantic is is very important you know we haven't really had that home ice advantage against Boston at least when we've played them mm-hmm. um players in my mind who will get a rest John Tavares is a big one yeah he's 31 years old he's not old by any means but he's he's not young um I know he's started to play well seven goals in the last 10 games something along those lines maybe a bit less but he gets a rest a couple rests days in my books uh like you said zach i'd rest riley he needs to be our best defenseman so he needs to be well rested i don't think he's missed any games this year i could be wrong but definitely wouldn't hurt to give him a rest um jake muzzin i know he just sat missed out on a game due to an injury unrelated to his previous injury keep in mind the last two playoff series the maple leafs have played jake muzzin's been taken off the ice in a stretcher Mm mm-hmm you rest him and and make sure you you find that right common ground between well-rested and in game shape and yeah you know familiar with playing whoever you it is that Keith decides is going to be his partner going into the playoffs that to me very important that Jake Muzzin has a healthy playoffs and it is well suited yeah because I mean the addition of Giordano is huge because now we we have four good trustworthy defenseman but let's not make that three. Yeah. Oh yeah 100 percent you're 100 percent right like i think muzzin is a big key to the physicality of this team i think labushkin is great too but muzzin is like a real big key for that yeah losing him in the last two series has not been great especially the way that first game went against montreal uh kind of like shocked the leafs out of the first a game which i think they would have won if they if muzzin hadn't gone down like that it's or Tavares, sorry, in the first game. Just really, really terrifying at the beginning. Yeah. So, obviously, we don't want anybody else stressed off, please. That would be fantastic if we could stay healthy. But, yeah, healthy Leafs team is a dominant Leafs team. I would love that. That's for sure. We haven't seen Rasmus Sandin. We didn't do an injury report today. No Sandin. Cash has been out for a while. Um, yeah. But you know what? If Sandin and Cash have come back, I don't know if they get a shot. Like, they might get a game or two here before the playoffs, but it doesn't look like either of them are coming back that quickly. So, pending an injury, I think they they sit on the sidelines until they need to go in. Agreed. Maybe yeah, I, maybe you can make the case that Kasha would come in sooner. But Yeah. I would I would put him on the fourth line. But, like, yeah, I don't think so. I'd put him on the third line. You put him on the third line? Mm-hmm. With who? Whoever's not Spuds and Simmons. Well, it's fourth line. <laughs> so you put him with Camp and Nylander, I guess, and drop down Engvall? Yeah, probably. Well, it's tough because Engvall's been playing so well on the third line, too. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, but he, Engvall's playing well on the third line. But Engvall's a, but a fourth line player, yeah. Yeah. Either okay. way, definitely uh, interest, interesting to think about. All right, we got a, about 20 minutes left, give or take. Uh, Zach, this was your uh, idea of a you know, touch point. Um. Is this Leafs team better than last year? Focusing more on better suited for the playoffs, I'll say. Um, You talked about some key departures and additions, so obviously not with the team this year that was last year. Uh, Anderson, Bogosian, Foligno, Gachenyuk, Hyman, Marinchin, Thornton, and Nash. But you also add Bunting, Labushkin, Camp, Kasha, Giordano, Shalgren, Blackwell. And don't forget the newest addition to Robita Island, Peter Mrazek. Oh, I took his name out of that list because I was like, he's not consequential to this. He's not a, he's not a good addition. <laughs> That's true. So yeah. 
So here, here's, here's what I'll do. I'll throw it to you first, Zach. Is this team better suited for the playoffs? Yes or no? Give me your foremost reason as to why. So if there's a few, what, what do you think is the biggest reason as to if they are or are not better suited for the playoffs? Biggest contributor. Yes. Yes, I think they are. And I think it's because they addressed the proper needs this time instead of going flashy. Like, I feel like Nick Foligno was a flashy addition. Like, these are flashy, like, big names. Like, you say Foligno, you're like, oh, I know who that is. Like, kind of things. It was, for me, Bunting, Labushkin, Camp. Like, those were huge. Giordano is also a flashy name, but I feel like it's flashy in the right way that we need, which was defense. So, yeah, I think the addition's in the right places this time. All right. Paul? Yeah, I agree with Zach. Like, we we actually went into the deadline with a goal in mind, and that's to fix the problems that we've had for so long. And it 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 really shows that you don't need to get flashy players to do that. Like nobody knew who Bunting was. Now he's leading the league in rookie scoring. Nobody knew who Labushkin was, and he's a fan favorite because of how physical he is defensively. Boosh. Yeah. David Kampf, not a lot of people know him, and he's been one of our best all-around defensive forwards. So I do think we are better than we were last year, but every year we went into the playoffs since Matthews got drafted, we've been saying we've been better, and the same result has happened. So I have no idea anymore until I see something happen. Yeah, very true. That's that's fair. Um, Similar along the lines you both spoke about is – we got we addressed the areas and for me that's defense the fact that when healthy we can have one of or two of riley brody giordano muzzin on the ice at all times is massive factor that in with how good labushkin has been and how good lilligren has looked alongside giordano that's huge in the playoffs that's that's huge you know, especially looking like if you get a second round matchup against a deep team like Florida, that's big. If you want to run a shutdown pair of Muzz and Labushkin against a physical team like Boston, that's huge. So yeah. definitely better suited. Results may vary. We'll see what happens. Hendo. Uh, also, I'll throw in Matthews and Martin have never played as good as they are playing now. So hopefully that does translate into some playoff success. Sure. Uh, let's move on. Two truths and all. I haven't done it in a while. I feel like it's a good time before things get all nitty gritty with the NHL playoffs approaching. Uh, I tried to keep it a little harder this time. So we'll see uh, if my gauge for how well you guys a know what you're talking about and can try to figure out the psychology or like kind of like twisted reasoning that I put a question in there. But uh, this season Leafs edition, if you will. All right. All right, you know the drill. Three statements, two are true, one is a lie. You got to figure out which is the liar, liar statement on fire. All right, let's see. Statement number one John Tavares has more hits this season than Ilya Labushkin does this year as a member of the Maple Leafs. So that's mm. Tavares has more hits on the season than Labushkin has hits as a Maple Leaf. Would you like, do you want me to tell you how many games Labushkin's played as a member of the Leafs? Like sure, why not? 20? 22. Statement number two. Austin Matthews has more points against the Columbus Blue Jackets than any other opponent this season. Matthews has more That's points against the Columbus Blue Jackets than any other opponent this season. And statement number three. Does anyone have stats in front of you? Cheaters? No. No. All right, I'll take your word for it. Statement number three, Justin Hall has a better plus minus than Austin Matthews this season. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's actually facts. But I'll see. uh, Do you want me to give you the three statements one more time? Sure. All right, statement one, John Tavares has more hits this season than Ilya Labushkin does this year as a member of the Maple Leafs. Statement two, Austin Matthews has more points against the Columbus Blue Jackets than he does any other opponent this season. 
And statement three, Justin Hall has a better plus minus than Austin Matthews this season. Anybody want to go first? I'll go. All right, floor is yours. All right. Um, Zach did not want to go first there. Yeah, I knew he did it. This is so tough. Like any of this can be true. Do you guys think, does it feel like this is a harder one than previous? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because all of these could be true or false. Like it's ridiculous. So I'm going to say that the Matthew stat is true. Just because which one just, against Columbus? The Matthews against Columbus. Okay. So I think that Matthews does have the most points against Columbus, just because I feel like that's just a weird stat that he would have. I'm trying. I was trying to think of like other teams he had a lot of points against, but as we said, 51 goals in 50 games. I can't really. I don't remember all of it. And I'm gonna say that the Justin Hall one is true, just because it's so stupid that I believe it is true. Because Austin Matthews is on the ice way more than Hall is. So his plus minus could be lower than Hall's. So I'm going to say that the John Tavares one about him having more hits than Labushkin is is false. I think Labushkin has more hits, even though he's only played like 22 games. Okay, Zach, you're up. Agree with Paul on the Justin Hall one. I think that's probably true as much as I don't want to admit it. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, yeah, for me, the other two was kind of a toss-up. So mm-hmm. I'll do the opposite of what Paul did. So I'm going to say the Tavares one is true because if you think about it, that's like an extra 40 games. So even if he got one hit per game, he would have like another, like an extra 40 hits against Lubushkin. So I think <laughs> that one is true. I'm going to say the Matthews one is false because – a uh, complete guess, but I think he has the most points this year against Colorado because he like, lit, I think he lit them up a lot. This like, even though we played them twice, he had a hat trick in one. I, and I remember him being dominant in the other. I think he lit them up. So that's my thinking. So I'm going to say that the Matthews Columbus one is the lie. Right. I can happily say. Oh, no. That I fooled you both on this one. No way. So the Justin Hall one's wrong. Correct. So I'll, thank God. I'll break so it down. happy I got that wrong. I needed to get you guys on one this year. Um, uh, so Tavares does have more hits on the season than Lubushkin has as a Maple Leaf, but it's it's not a big margin. It's like has, four, right? He has seventy eight hits on the season, and Lubushkin has seventy three hits as a Maple Leaf. It's <laughs> very crap. close. Very I close. Love Lubushkin. Lubushkin is averaging three point three hits per game with the Leafs. That's incredible. He's That's had a so ten hit game as well. That's so good what an animal yes um matthews has the most points against the columbus blue jackets compared to every other opponent in three games against the the jackets four goals four assists yuck eight points uh he does have seven against two teams i don't think colorado is one of them one of them was for sure new jersey but he does have the most goals against the avalanche cool good guess Zach. uh and Justin Hall and Austin Matthews, as of right now, are tied at plus 14 on the season. Ooh. Tricky, tricky. Good lordy. Happy I got you. I don't know if that was like too hard, like too either way on those ones, but I, I figured I liked it though. One. It's good. Do you guys like those better? The ones that like could be either way? Make yeah. yeah. It makes us think more. Do you want to hear a crazy stat that I almost used? Paul, you'll love this one. Uh, sure. Justin Hall is a better career plus minus than Morgan Riley. What? <laughs> True statement. Well, I mean, Morgan Riley's first year, he was like minus like 20 or something. Yeah, like but, but Riley played with such bad defensemen his entire career. Yeah, remember that used to be a whole thing where like they were trying to find Riley a good player. He partner had Cody like, CC, Ron Hainsey. Let's see. Did you uh, play with Zaitsev at all? Morgan yeah, I think Riley he did. was minus Oh my gosh, his numbers are terrible. So they're really bad. First year minus 13, second year minus 16, third year minus 17, fourth year minus 20. Oh my. Fifth year minus four. And then now he finally goes into the positives with plus 24, plus six, plus 11, and this year plus 12. Career minus 17. 
Yikes. Check what Hall's was. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was it was above minus. Well, Hall, Hall had a good plus minus last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he his drop-off was this year. Yeah, <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so Justin Hall uh, has only had one season where he's been a minus player, and it was 2019. He played like 11 games five. that year, right? Yeah. So he was plus five in two games in his, like, when, when he first started he had two goals in those two games by the way if you remember i don't brah he's i think they were both against the islanders we played like a back-to-back against the islanders oh yeah that's right i remember first two games that he scored in both of them you don't remember that back, uh, i remember that. Like, oh, damn it i have to put this guy in my lineup yeah so uh minus 5 2019 and then he was plus 13 plus 16 and he's plus 14 this year he's plus 43 to mine to rise ridiculous minus 17 it's ridiculous how? I don't care if he's plus 96. He's not playing in the playoffs this year. He stinks. <laughs> but you know what I think? Like, at least when you guys were kind of breaking down the the, uh, the lie, that like that third statement, I think you were also, like we spoke about recently, like how uh, power play and penalty kill don't factor into that. Yeah. So a lot of Matthews' goals or on the ice for a power play goal don't go, toward again, go towards Riley, the plus. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, some reason Hall plays on the penalty kill too, but if he gets scored on, it doesn't affect his plus minus. Cheating the system. Yeah. I like that. That was a good one. I like that one. It was tricky yep. enough where, like, any of them could have feasibly been true. Very sure. well done. Thank you. I'm proud. That should go in the record book. Big check mark going off somewhere for me. Put that in the uh, put that in the sheet where we have, like, the score for the truth and a truth two truths and a lie. Do we have that written down somewhere? I think Zach does. I've been just writing them on our sheet. Huh. I've been just putting like in brackets and like on this one, Brian. Brian wins. Let's go. All right, maybe I'll come back with another one next week to trick you. Down. Mm. Any uh, theme requests? Um, theme request? Yeah, like this was just leaf stuff this season. Austin Matthews. Could... <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say. Oh, you know, say... you know, it should be. I, I've got it. All right. It'll be one with our three favorite players so a statement about matthews a statement about frederick gautier and a statement about reimer oh love it yuck good luck finding a statement about gautier literally that isn't like frederick gautier had seven career points as a member of the maple leafs <laughs> true actually hold on no I, I just made that up but if it's true i'll buy a lottery ticket there's there's no way Let's see oh, it gosh. how many games do you think he played as a maple leaf like 50 uh I'm unfortunately it wasn't zero it was zero? I'm no, it wasn't zero, oh. unfortunately. Best guess, 78. Let's see. 78 games played. Yeah. Career. So, Somebody uh, had this. No, it was a lot. Wow. That was uh, a lot. Holy. Yeah, tw- 28, uh, 37, uh, 107, uh, 168 games as a member of as Toronto. Jeez. How many points? Uh, four, five, 19. 13. No, What? I'm not looking. No, 31. Oh, no, I'm looking at his goals. Oh, I didn't even yeah. look at his assists. Well, he has 13 goals. There you go. See, now you guys are starting to see why he's just the GOAT. He's – let me see his last – Matthews has more goals in, like, six games than Gauthier ever had as a Leaf. His last game was November 6th. Thank God. Oh, like in the NHL. Is he still with Jersey? The, so he played with Toronto for five seasons. <laughs> You went to played for Toronto for five seasons. And this and this is how you know your career goes to shit. <laughs> he went to Arizona, played <laughs> two games, and then went to New Jersey and played eight games. You know you're done. You know you're gone in the NHL when that happens. Who's now? Who's their uh, AHL team in uh, Jersey? For some uh, reason, I want to say it's the Utica Comets. I don't know, but uh, I idea. I wish I knew. I, I really don't. There's a way no, to check on the website. Let me say New Jersey news. Oh, a headline came up. New Jersey Devils at Arizona Coyotes. Follow live. Why would I ever Bing watch Hampton that Devils. There you Bing, go. Ha- Bing Hampton. <laughs> Bing Ham Bing Hampton. Binghamton Bim- Devils. Bimington. Binghamton. Bing 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 Bing. Yo, he's Bing no, Bing. No. Chandler I, Bing. Right. He's he's playing with the Utica Comets right now. Oh. Really? Do they stink? So you know how in the AHL you could like loan a player even if they're not part of that. He's organization? not on the roster though. 
Well, he he has 32 points in 51 games with the Utica Comets. So Utica Comets, Ross. Utica, not Utica. Utica. This is the Binnington. All right, you. Binghampton. Yes, you guys look that up. I will preview the week ahead. Uh, we are running out of time. Just got let's say five minutes left. Oh, we got a bit of time. Uh, four games on tap. You know what I actually did? You guys will laugh. I was I was really bored at work, so I was thinking to myself, how many different record options are there to, to predict if the Leafs have a four-game week? And the answer is one. I got his uh, AHL stats. No, you don't. In a, a four-game week, there are 15 different possible record outcomes that a team can have. Wow. Holy crap. Gautier was our first-round pick. That was such a waste. Such a, such a steal. Okay. Gautier. Steal. Yes. Goche has in 228 career AHL games, he has 88 points. His 32 Stud. points in 51 games this year. Yeah, I said that before. Yeah. And he has a plus minus of 41. That. Wow. That's in his special. AHL career? AHL, yeah, if it was his NHL career, it'd be a minus 96. That's nice. What what year was Frederick Goche drafted? Look 2013. All right, let's look. 2013 NHL Round draft. one, pick number don't. 21. Zach, don't do it. Well, look at the 2013 draft. draft. You already know pick 22 is going to be some stud. Let's see it. No, it's not. So, oh. Gautier was pick 21. Pick 22 is Calgary with Emile Poirier. Who? Who's done? Yeah, exactly. He's played eight NHL games. But after, some notable names are Andre Burakovsky, Shea Theodore. I love uh, Shea Theodore. Ryan Hartman. Hartman. Uh, keep Cali, Comfer, yep. Uh, Robert Nick Hag, Patan, Tristan Jari, <laughs> Nick Patan, ja- uh. Zach Sanford, Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh my god, Brett Pesci, good D man, Anthony Duclair, Pavel Buchnevich, Dookie Duclair, Jake Gunsel. Let's just keep naming players. I love it. All right, and end the party. It's gonna take yeah, Andrew, yeah. Andrew right. Hold on, wait, let's go. Let me go into like the last round. All right, Zach, you can name me one more player who the Leafs could have taken over Freddie Gauthier. John Gilmore. Who? What? Nick Paul. Solid Tampa Bay Lightning star. All right, four games on tap in the week ahead. Thursday against Washington. That'll be a good one. Can I say one more name? Go ahead, Paul. Christopher Clapperton. That's great. Draft round five, 122nd pick to the Florida Panthers from the Blainville Boss Briand Armada in the QMJHL. Easy for Good you to old say. Christopher Clapperton. It's great. Take man. a nice Clapperton from the point, bud. All right. Four <laughs> games on tap. Thursday versus Washington. Saturday at Ottawa. Sunday versus the Islanders. And Tuesday versus philadelphia flyers i don't think any of us got our predictions correct zach and i did not we both thought it was three and oh but as we've learned playtime is not yet over so paul why don't you uh give us your prediction you got 10 seconds 15 30 20 seconds be quick i'm gonna go three oh and one um yeah three oh and one we'll probably lose to ottawa because it's us three oh and one zach Two two zero. We'll lose to Ottawa and the Islanders because those are the two teams we should definitely beat. No, no, no. We always beat the Islanders because of Tavares. Oh, that's true. You know what? We'll probably lose to Philly because we beat them last time, there and they're go. like a bad team. So, yeah. I've got three one zero. I think we'll beat. I think we'll lose to the Ottawa. Yeah, because- we all have sense. us losing to Ottawa. Eh? <laughs> it's yeah. We'll probably lose and in the process give up a multi goal lead in the third period. Go five one. I bet you were up like 3-1 against Ottawa in the third, and they went 4-3 or 5-4 or something stupid. You heard it here. Uh, yes, that, that is it. That is it for this one. Um, as always, thank you to everyone who listened and supports the podcast. Mucho, mucho appreciated. Good English right there. Not even English. Um, yeah, as always, thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, make sure to follow interact engage with us on all social media blah 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 you know the drill boys favorite three words go leaves go don't play hall i I was trying to come up with something fancy but i'm blanking so go leaves go 
That's it. Gloat to be. Love it. That's a cheat code because that's technically five plus. No, it's an be. acronym. It's, it's a word. It's an acronym. It's like one word. Maybe I'm just referring to the gloating, like, you know, showing off my confidence. Gloating. Your love for Gautier. Yes, that too. Gloat to be. Remember to take care of the planet. And we'll see you next time. And Zach says.